0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Call. I am very excited to have you all here tonight because we have an amazing guest on tonight. And if you have an opportunity to invite some of your team, do it now. Share the number because this one is going to be really, really good. I know you're going to love it. So let's get there in just a second. For those of you that don't know me and you're brand new listening for the first time, I am Jen Springer and I've been with Young Living since 2001. I was in my late 20s, mid 20s, yeah, past mid 20s, but somewhere between mid and 30, I joined Young Living because I hated the corporate thing. Like literally in quotes, you know, it was something that I thought I cannot make it to 65. I'm going to be on the news someday if I don't find something else to do that I love because I thought, Is it normal to have knots in your stomach and look at every minute of the day when you're going to work and when you're at work? And I realized later looking back that was actually a sign that I was an entrepreneur and I didn't get it (laughs) until I was much older, that that was actually a gift, that itch and that burning inside of me to get out of that environment. And thank goodness my veterinarians – at the time, it was pretty much unheard of, but they led with the business. And here I am today, you know, still talking about Young Living and the Young Living business and the Young Living products and how we can help people and make impacts on people's lives, whether it's with the business or it's with the product. We have to just share what we have with people, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight on how you can do that, because this business is truly a business that comes from your heart. And when we move out of that space and we get into, what am I going to get financially, even if it's not on a conscious level, uh, that reflects into our business, and it usually is a force that stops our business from growing. So we'll get into that in just a bit. Let me quickly review the specials just in case if we, um, you know, you guys need to hear this one more time because there's a couple of really awesome things on here. So if you're on 100 PV essential rewards, you get a 5 mil of basil vitality, which is preparing us for those Capri salads that we're going to be having very, very soon as the weather breaks and we're going to be outside and like something, really like to eat and something very fun. And we have a 100 PV, I'm sorry, 190 PV for uh, the essential rewards. You get the basal vitality, of course, and then you get a 15 ml of fennel. And then outside of that, you get the 15 ml of tea tree, which is a retail value of 73. And then at 250, you get all of that plus the dryer balls, which we cannot buy and we all love. And so it might be time to switch out your old dryer balls and get some new ones or keep these in hand to make a great drawing giveaway for people. Um, The dryer balls are one of my favorite things. My favorite oil on them is absolutely, without a doubt, lavender. I've tried many other ones, and lavender always seems to be my winner on those dryer balls. And then if you're at the 300 PV, you get Allerzyme. And Allerzyme is a wonderful enzyme combination that really helps you just coast through the season changing right now when all the flowers open and the trees do their leaf thing and the little buds and all that stuff. um, People sometimes need support in that area and Allerzyme is fantastic with that and it's a great product. If you've never tried it, um, this is your opportunity to get it for free when you put in a 300 PV order. And not only are these gifts wonderful, but if you're putting in a 300 PV order, and you're getting your return on your points um, up to 25%. 25% of 300 PV is $75. Um, that's a lot of free product, you guys. <laughs> so, And it calculates very, very quickly. Um, I love cashing in my points, and I'm sure you do too. And you never miss a commission check when you get your 100 PV essential rewards, and you'll always maximize your bonuses. So there's that little tidbit. And then... One thing I want to touch on real quick that we just released in the last week or so is that my, my buddy Tom Challen and I are going to be doing a breakout session on Wednesday in Salt Lake We've got two sessions going on, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So if you're going to the farm, you can get there somehow in the morning session or the afternoon session. We're going to be going over some business stuff so that you guys can get some very strategic training. Um, They're four-hour sessions, I'm pretty sure. The morning one comes with a lunch premium if you want to do VIP. And I think the afternoon one does a dinner or like a late lunch. I'm not quite sure, but get – the tickets if you're going ASAP because we have sold out in the past because so many people love this part of convention. We've done it. This will be our third year in a row, and we have had amazing reviews. But outstanding, what happens is people will bring people, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger, so it's a sign that we're on the right track. So go to ylsaltlake.com. Again, ylsaltlake.com, and it's an absolutely ridiculous price. Tom and Kim put this together, and I'm like, you guys, it's crazy. I think the regular ticket is 44 bucks. It's crazy. And then if you want to have a VIP pass, which gives you the VIP reception, it's 97, which basically goes for food. Plus, you get a recording and a private mentoring call and all that other good stuff. So go to wildsaltlake.com, Look at the times. Register. Bring your peeps, especially if you're a convention. Drag them there. Say, we're going to go do this. This is on our agenda of fun things to do, and we cannot wait to see you there. All right. So let's jump into our call for today. I'm very excited because I think that tonight's guest is going to give you some very unique and very powerful perspectives on things. Um, Tonight we have on Dr. Jessica Dietrich-Marsh, and she has a very long history in natural health. You know, she's been a chiropractor for many years. She's had a practice, you know, focused on nutrition, but as with many of us, you know, we can have all this practice you know experience and education experience and continuing education experience but the things that truly change our lives are what happened with our family and when our family has something going on that we're looking for answers and we're searching under every rock and trying things and things that work and things that don't work and you know something as simple as somebody sharing here try this essential oil or have you ever thought about you know doing this as, an, as a business you know something as simple as that that we can do with other people can sh- totally change somebody's life and that did happen with Jessica and her family you know somebody reached out and offered a solution to a problem and it changed the course of her life in a very positive way and tonight she is our guest, to share with you some of her experience and her wisdom. So thank you so much, Jessica, for coming tonight and sharing your story and then helping people you know, with some of your tips and some things that you really love to share about. So I thank you so much for being here tonight. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Yes, I'm so excited too, and I know people. People always love hearing um, everybody's stories and how things grow for it, you know, for us and where we get stuck. And you know, very real about that's one thing I love about the young living community is it's not all um, oh everything's perfect. You're just going to share and become a royal <laughs> crown. I mean, we all <laughs> right, we right. face all these things. And so, do you want to share with everybody a little bit about? How you got introduced to Young Living and, you know, what brought you to where you are today in a nutshell so that people understand a little bit about you and how you've gotten here? Absolutely. Um, so
1: I have four children. Uh, my, my third daughter was from kind of the beginning of a particular child. She liked to have things done certain ways. Rhythms were super important to her. Um, she got super scared with new things, new events, and that could be just as simple as, hey, it's time to go to bed. Um, that was a new event every single night. And we were having, we'd already cleaned up our diet. We'd, we'd already gone through the whole diet, and um, environmental, cleaning with a health crisis that I'd had with my second child. So we were already doing all the right things, supposedly. And um, she just took an hour and a half to get to bed every single night, and it, it had to be done the right way. Um, You couldn't sneak out. You couldn't skip a step. Um, If you messed up in any way, the hour and a half started over again. And it was just a really, really tough time because she wasn't my only child. I had three others. Um, And, you know, after you've worked all day and you come home, nighttime's kind of magical and (laughs) you don't always want to spend an hour and a half um, soothing a child for a year. And a friend of mine literally brought me over an unmarked brown bottle. And said hey um, tonight before you start working on Chloe to get her to bed rub rub this into her feet and you know like most moms there's an internal voice and an external voice and the external voice was very polite and said oh thank you so very much that's awesome and the internal voice is like are you kidding me I spend an hour and a half with this child every night now you want me to rub her feet And I just kind of started laughing, and then I was like, okay, well, maybe this will give her a fun and loving story to tell her therapist about when she's older about how I would spend an hour and a half with her and I would rub her feet every night to get her to bed. So I did it, right? Because, I mean, at that point, why not? You've tried everything else. Let's try this magic brown bottle, too. (laughs) And, And she was asleep in 10 minutes. And I go, well, that was an absolute fluke. And so being the scientist, we, you know, continued the experiment. And um, for every night that night, she was asleep in 10 minutes. And the last three nights, I even jumped on the floor, created noises, chaos, everything that normally would have really set her off again. And it was nothing. And so that piqued my interest, obviously. And I kind of said, hey, what's in this? And what was interesting was this friend knew me well enough to not have led with, hey, these are essential oils. She literally gave me an unmarked brown bottle and said, just do this. Oh, uh, it was, because I'd have been like, whatever, roll your eyes. No, I'm not interested. And so I really, at that point, started researching, well, what would this have done to my child to have put her to sleep so instantly? And that, of course, led to the limbic portion of the brain and how we shut off the stress response. And this had all been things that I'd been looking for, but you can't always give this amount of herbs to children. You can't always do the things with children that work with adults because A, they don't swallow, B, it's too much, you know, so it was, it was a really tough time for us, um, and it, it just ended up being a magical solution, and so I really didn't think much about it, and then I had a, a soldier that was having a really tough, tough time kind of returning back to safety, returning back to sleeping at home and not having to worry about, you know, dying during the middle of the night. And it was a, a crisis point for his family. And I said, you know, I don't know if this will work, but you know, put this in your diffuser, put it by your bed. And for the first night, he slept um, in in about a year, and it changed his life. And I was like, okay, so I'm on to something because in my office, I teach there's a structural component, a nutritional component, an environmental component, and an emotional component to all illnesses. And I couldn't get the emotional component quick enough. We could get it in six months, eight months, but I couldn't, that was too long for me. And so when I started incorporating the oils and it really started making dramatic changes and sometimes one visit changes. And so I started really kind of sharing that with the patients who were having a more difficult time with the emotional component. And then um, one of my patients who um had already done the same thing with me she'd done the nutrition she'd done the structure she'd done everything she added in the oils and it was kind of like that missing link for her health and she said please come to my my family we're two hours away from your office please come to my town and just teach them your four pillars of health so that they know I'm not crazy because they all think I'm crazy and I'm like all right she had you know it was a nice place to go visit there was a lake house involved I got a free weekend out of it I'm like absolutely let's go And there was 25 women, and I gave my four pillars of health. I described how the oils help and added to all of that. And all 25 women signed up that night. And my (laughs) friend wasn't looking to do this as a business. I certainly was not looking to do this as a business. And she looked at me and she just said, your message could be shared to so many people, and this is a door to open that. She goes, you've got to think about doing this as a business. And so that just really literally set us off and you know we I was silver by the end of the month it was just one of those I think <laughs> I think I do hold the honor of being the first um, distributor to silver in a month but it that has since been beat many times <laughs> but um, yeah it, it was a kind of a, a crazy ride um, and then we were pl- I was platinum within about a year um, and then all through this process my husband who is a stay-at-home dad um, who has a master's degree in creative writing and writes short stories and things looks at me one day as we're driving down the road and says hey i've i've applied to med school
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like what
1: <laughs> and i'm like oh what he's like yeah i mean there's a four percent chance i'll get in obviously we can't move there's one in town and you know if we get in i get in and if i don't i don't well he got in so um <laughs> that kind of you know, when you have an amazing stay-at-home dad who's now full-time gone, then amazing full-time mom decides to come home and be <laughs> be more of a mom. So that kind of changed my business goals. Um, and I really love what uh, Lindsay Marino says. She goes, "When you say yes to something, you say no to something else. So make sure your yeses count and make sure your noses count." Mm, and okay. um, you know, we were on track to hit diamond. And I realized that I could continue to stay on that track, but then my children would lose both parents. Um, and at the same time, my grandmother, who was just integral to our family, um, passed away very unexpectedly. And so I just said, you know, it's time to say yes to my family. Um, and that was uh, that was a big – what was really wonderful about that was that I was able to say yes to my family in a much mm-hmm. greater way because I had the Young Living income. Um, so I was able to go part time at the at the office. I was able to come home. We we made this transition without a blip, and so I'll be forever thankful um, to Young Living just for that alone to be able to graduate my oldest from college, graduate my second one from high school, and really be there for my younger two as they transition from one parent to the next. So now they're older, and we've kind of decided, like I told you, to get the the hat back in the ring. And my philosophy with that has always been it's my job. It's my job to get me to my next rank. And I know that's a hard one to swallow because a lot of people are looking for their leaders. They're looking for their helpers. And I'm like, you know what? If you just always go back to what you had to do from executive to silver, it was you. It was you teaching classes. It was you educating your team. It was you doing the hard work. It was you finding the new people. And that's what got you to silver. That's what will get you to gold. That's what will get you to platinum. That's what will get you to diamond and above. I can only speak to diamond now. That's my next one. <laughs> <laughs> is, is just you doing that work. Um, and I think people forget that or maybe get told once they hit a certain rank they won't have to. Yep. Um, and, and that's just, that, that it's, hey, it's my job, right? It's my job to obtain the goals that I want to attain. So that's
0: kind of just been my philosophy with all of this. And it really is a good one and it's true because some, when I started, you know, silver was a huge accomplishment and it's not it's it's different than it was now and back then if you hit silver within you know <laughs> within six months it was like, Wow, you know, you're like a super galactic rock star and silver was the first um level where people really got started getting um groomed and called a leader, leader. Now you're a leader, you're a leader. Here's a leadership retreat and leaders. And that also got equated with management role because everybody stopped going forward and turned around and looked at their team and started managing. And everybody, it, this happens that everybody you know has it in different ranks. Like you and I talk too, this happens a lot of platinum, happens at gold, happens at diamond. And that management mode, you know, I'm going to you know, teach my team and be on the phone all day consulting with them and blah, 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 you know, (laughs) there's... There's one thing that really grows your business and that's enrolling and showing people how to enroll in auto ships right that's actually three things but you know yeah so you're back in the trenches now You you know, putting your hat back in the ring what are some of the things that you're starting to do again you know now that you've um, you know you've got some time and you're like okay I'm going to go my goal is diamond by the end of the year so what are the some of the things that you're doing right now to uh, get the engines revving well
1: one of the things that i've been very blessed on is the fact that i've had 23 years in practice and we've we've i've always run a very successful office and very early on i realized that communication i have a very direct so those of you who love colors i'm a red very solid red like 100% red <laughs> red 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 there's like shades of red in my red um but and i realized very quickly that that would only attract a certain patient base to me. And I I didn't want to leave three-fourths of the patients out there. So I really started to look and watch, like, who was coming into my office. I'm a great observer. And realized that, you know there were some people loved my way of presenting, and then some people were terrified by my way of presenting and some people were bored by my way of presenting and some people wanted more research and i didn 't give them enough research in my presenting <laughs> and so then you know I, I started to learn the different personality styles, and then I got really good at recognizing them based on how they filled out their paperwork, based on the few words they would say to me in the beginning, based on how they shook my hand. And I started to cater my message to them based on how they would receive it. And so that was a benefit that I definitely had coming into Young Living was when somebody comes to talk to me and ask a question, I know immediately, are they, and now I know through the Young Living colors, are they a red, are they a green, are they a yellow, are they a blue? And I can morph myself into what they need to hear to make their decision. And that's not... You know, a lot of people go, oh, well, that's kind of a manipulating way to be. And my philosophy has always been I am answering your question. I have been given this blessed opportunity to teach you something that could change everything for your family. And it was that way with with my health care and my chiropractic. And if I lose that opportunity to teach you this, because I can't communicate to you properly in a way that you will understand and hear me, that's on me. That's not on you. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's just been my philosophy since the beginning is know myself, know who's going to love me and who's going to be scared to death of me, and then know how I can communicate my message properly so that you have the tools and the power that you need to have to make the decision for you And that may be to stay with me, that may be to go somewhere else, but at least you've got those tools, right? You've been handed a gift that way. Um, And that's the big thing that I do now with my team is when I have one-on-one calls with, with different leaders in my group, they all know what their color is. And the very first conversation that we have is how does our personality styles get along? How do we do well together? And then how do we not do well together? And I always tell people, you know, I can come across a little bossy. I'm a red. I can come across as barky. I don't necessarily explain things well. I give data points well. But, you know, if you need explanation, I'm not going to be that person. Um, If you need hand-holding, probably not going to be that person either.
0: (laughs) That's the (laughs) truth. I'm I'm a red, so I get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. but Here's what I'm really good at, and here's how I'll be able to help you. And so we have been able to avoid a lot of drama, in in our groups because the moment drama starts i'm like time out you're yellow you're green do you see where this communication pathway is already starting to break down you know here's what you're trying to express here's what you're trying to express can you guys both see you're expressing the same thing you're just saying it differently you know can we agree to move on and that has been awesome because reds don't have time for drama No, no time. Um, So that has been just super powerful because every personality style has an amazing side to them and a horrendous side to them and then somewhere in the middle. And when you can recognize that you're not in your best place or that you're stressed or you're not communicating properly and you can take a moment and you can use your oils, you can take a break, you can do your prayers, your meditation, your yoga, whatever works best for you, and then elevate you back into your best form, which is truly to be helpful. I really feel that everybody's best form is to love each other, care for each other, and be helpful to each other. Then we have a much better opportunity to be success, successful in our lives, no matter what that success is for
0: us. Does that make sense? Um, um, absolutely. And you, you found this was game-changing for your team, you know, starting them out this way and helping them really ID who they are. Absolutely. Because, you know, greens and reds
1: are very un- unemotional and yellows and blues are very, very emotional. And so, you know, if you've got a yellow leader with a red leader, the yellow leader can feel like nobody likes them. Nobody cares for them. Nobody's, you know, hurrahing them. And same with blue. Like, hey, I want to party. I want to have a good time. Um, and, and the reds are like, I don't have time for a, for a party. And greens are like, where's the schedule? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh So it's really been helpful and also because, you know, when we do big events, I know where to place personality styles. Um, Oh, good. You know, I know know who to put in charge of what sections of our presentation. Um, And so then they feel loved and they feel honored and they have a great time because I'm not, you know, making a yellow stand at the door and reject people who don't have, right (laughs) so um, I think that in terms of like really being able to communicate properly with with yourself, with your spouse with your children, with your team um, with your family members a great understanding of yourself and your own personality and then their personalities um, is just a super super positive thing to have, I mean I'm married to a green, my oldest is a green my second one's a yellow my my last one's a yellow and then my third's a red just like me so we like we have the entire gambit of colors um and we all have learned to communicate accordingly and that's when we see our family jive the best and any time we deviate from that is when there's chaos um and we've just learned it's much easier and better and fun to not be in chaos <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Who's the blue in your team? I mean, in your family, your team, I'm stuck on team. Who's the blue? Actually, I was just thinking we don't, we, my
1: second daughter is a um, is it but yellow blue. Um more yellow or youngest, more blue? She's more yellow. Actually, I really thought she was a blue until she took You don't have path. a true blue? <laughs> I don't have a true blue. There are no partiers in my family. Thank goodness. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, one of my largest leaders is, she was solid blue when she started out. Now, what's interesting is she takes the test now, and she's blue-red. So she's learned how to bring that red into her, So she's, but she's like my largest leader. I mean, she's, she's going to hit platinum this year. She's super excited about that. And she's, she has said, and I've heard this from so many people within Young Living who have advanced through all of the ranks, who you are when you open that box the first mm-hmm. time, is not who you're going to be at Silver and it's definitely not who you're going to be at Diamond and -hmm. you're going to not even recognize yourself at Royal Crown Diamond. And um, I think a lot about that because I I, I think back on my own personal journey um, and we we talked briefly on this in in terms of just anger alone. Um, You know, when you have a situation, I look back over my life and I had a lot of anger from very early on about my situation and how I grew up. I went to 16 schools in 12 years, so I mean, there wasn't a home base. Um, I had a lot of good reasons to be angry. Like, if I told you my upbringing, you'd be like, girl, no wonder, yes, I'm angry too. Um, and that anger propelled me. It propelled me to work hard, it propelled me to stay in school, it propelled me to get my degree. It propelled me to, every time mm-hmm. somebody said, you can't do that, you're a girl, or you can't do that because you're a mom, I was like, yeah, watch me. <laughs> you know? I, I will. Um, and But that was all anger-based when we had our first health crisis with, with my second daughter and the oncologist said, you know, hey, I'm just here to warn you, this is genetic, you can't do anything about this. It was anger that propelled me to watch me, I will. And we did. And now I'm in a situation where I'm almost hitting 50, life is amazingly, beautifully blessed, and it's the anger that's causing that foundation to crumble, And so you have to really take a moment and look back over life and go, okay, anger was a beautiful thing. I have everything in my life right now because I was angry at something. But yet now it's time to be something different. It's time to allow the joy and the happiness to propel you. And that, I I will tell you, that is 100% the oils. It is 100% looking at what's not serving me, using Carol Means' book, discovering the points in my body that I was harboring pain over, that I was justifying, hey, you move people for 23 years. You've taken care of people. No wonder this part of your body hurts. And all of a sudden going, oh, no, it's related to anger. Well, let's try this oil on that spot. Oh, my gosh, look, it doesn't go away. Why? okay now look it doesn't go away because you're still holding anger over this now all of a sudden the pain goes away because the anger went away mm. and that's just been I think one of the most powerful things and even my oldest daughter said you know you're not the same mom you were just a couple of years ago wow, and it's fun it's fun to watch um, and I think that that's a powerful lesson that you can tell your children is that it's never too late to become the person you really want to be,
0: right? <laughs> um, oh, that's and incredible! That, that, Did is she, um, uh, Carolyn Maine? Is she one of the people that you like to follow for the oils and emotions? I do. I think her book is absolutely brilliant.
1: Um, I, I also do acupuncture in the office, and acupuncturists—I mean, they had emotions down ten thousand years ago. Um, and I think, I think her research has just been flawless on the subject. And so, you know, combining the oils on the points that she has, then her affirmations and, you know, everything in the body has a positive and a negative to it. You know, when you let a negative go, you've got to fill it with a positive, and she teaches you how to do that. Um, And that's super huge, like that whole philosophy of, well, you can't just stop being angry. You also have to start being joyous. And you're like what but when you really sit for a moment and you go well that negativity has to be replaced with a positivity or just Mm -hmm. more negativity will come in its place then you start to see where performance matters and performance going up that scale of happiness and joy and gratitude start to really come into play and it's like oh my gosh we have all the oils to do this so I'm constantly you know there's the education that I give my entire team and I'm teaching them, you know, yes, you need to let this frustration and this anger go, but you also have to bring in the happiness, and here's how we can start to do that. So it's been really, really powerful to watch you know thousands of people change and 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 the the notes that you get that's what propels me, the notes that you get um, and and the health that gets restored and um, I mean, that is my driving force, is to be able to take this knowledge that you know, just a, two generations ago we had in terms of how to keep people healthy, how to keep people sane, how to take care of people, and then all of a sudden you know, it's been replaced with fear and you're going to do somebody harm and, and you're going to make a mistake and women don't know how to take care of their children and you know, we've got to run to this voice of authority for absolutely everything. And yet that's not working for our families at all. Our children are sicker than they've ever been, ever. And so my goal there is just like, hey, can we give these tools back to mom? You know, I love that, Dr. Mom. Can we please allow mom to be doctor first? Teach her how to triage her entire family and then teach her when it's time to go somewhere else. And that's a big driving force for me as well.
0: Do you think that we're problem solvers when we are speaking to somebody, you know, whether, whether, no matter what's going on with them? Is that um, an approach that sometimes you take? Well, you know, absolutely, because if you think...
1: I mean, I, I, that was one of the beautiful things. I referenced my grandmother a lot. She was um, 87 when she passed. It's been three years in January. And there was it was a different life when she was growing up in the 20s, and she talked about, you know, even her parents growing up, she was the, she was the last of 12 children, and my great-grandmother was 46 when she had my grandmother, so, you know, and she said she, she wasn't the odd person out, that was common, it was common for women to have children well into their 40s, Wow. um, because that's how the bodies (laughs) work.
0: Yeah, Yeah, true, (laughs) still fertile, you know, (laughs) that's right.
1: And so she talked a lot about how women band together and women taught together and women would show up and can together and you know, because it was survival, but yet when they were working together, how they would share stories and how they would answer problems that the other women were having, and that she grew up being cared for by the different members of her family, by the different, you know, members of the community. Um, and that she had people she could go ask, and she had people that could give her reliable answers, and that's something that we have so lost. And so I think any time a group of women get together and you have an opportunity to have multiple generations within that, there's, there's a breadth of knowledge that can be passed down through that. And so, of course, we're, we're, you know, we're solution givers. And, and that's one of the things that I, I remind people is that you're either hardwired to see problems or you're hardwired to see solutions. And there's no pros and cons with that. That's not good and bad. It's like, you know, you're either colorblind or you're not. You can see all the spectrums Mm -hmm. of color or you miss a few, right? And people that can only see problems, especially women that can only see problems, really get pegged as negative Nancys and Debbie Downers. They they suffer a lot from depression and self-doubt. And it's only because nobody's taught them how glorious their vision is, they're going to see the potholes that me, like I'm a solution seer, I see no potholes ever. And so, you know, and I'm blessed to be married to somebody who only sees problems. And when we figured that out about each other, our marriage changed because I was like, you know, you're such a Debbie Downer with every decision we make. And he was like, you don't think about anything. You just go forward, blah, 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 Right. (laughs) And now yeah. we're able to compliment each other because he's like, well, have you thought about what would you do in this potential? And that's how he's now learned to phrase it. What would you do if this happened? And I've learned to say, well, here's my solution for that. Let me know if you have another level of questions. Because what I've learned with him and most people who see problems is they'll get their answer but then they'll devise a whole other layer of problems that could possibly occur, and they just need round two <laughs> of solutions. Yep. And then they're good, right? They're great. Um, and so I think people tend to not know that, and so they will they will tend not to listen to the people that always present problems. And that's a catch twenty two because there are people that just really like presenting problems all the time. <laughs> you right. But then yeah. there's those people that it, they're not presenting problems. They're asking questions. They're asking for a solution. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to be able to give it to them. And, and, yeah, that's I mean, that's all I do all day is provide solutions for somebody who thought they did not have an answer. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I teach my team is you don't know what this person's going through. And that one answer of, hey, did you know you could make an extra $50 if somebody signs up with you? that could mean their children eat that week. And I've actually had that message come to me. You know, you just never know what $50 means to somebody. You never know what peace and calming in a brown bottle will mean to somebody. You just don't know. So keep offering solutions and watch what ends up happening. It's an amazing journey. <laughs>
0: it really well, yeah. is. Think, think about your um, your. Friend that offered you, hey, no labeled bottle of Stress Away and Peace and Calming. <laughs> what, <Right. laughs> what if she hadn't ever offered that to you, you know, um, to help you with a solution that you needed? It is, and as talented and as educated and all that as you were and are, um, it's something so simple, uh, you know, offering a solution had changed so much that. Um, here you are <laughs> how many years later and you're um, sharing the same message on with other people. And I always feel, you know, people get nervous when they're sharing Young Living products or even the business. And I always feel like if, you, if you're if focused on their solution, their problem, and being a genuine friend and reaching out and offering a solution, whether they want it or not, but giving them the opportunity to to say yes or no is such a is such a gift, and it's so it, you know people think they're being selfish by bringing up Young Living because they feel like oh I'm going to get a commission, but I think people are more selfish by not bringing up Young Living because they're nervous. Um, yeah, and I know. think what you know
1: with that I tell I tell my crew tell your story.
0: Yep, and tell your story.
1: Just tell your story and tell what it's changed for you. And here's the thing. You're not going to appeal to everybody. I do not appeal to everybody. Um, And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because Mm -hmm. what I have found through life is that for the most part, it has not been rejection. It has been protection. And when I look at it that way and I realize that my team, I want my team to be solid. And I'm not just talking about my leaders or my rankers, but I'm talking about my team. I want my team absolutely solid. And so for me, you know, I want them dedicated to, to learning how to make themselves better, dedicated to doing what it takes to make their families better. And that doesn't appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like some people just want a pill and like, I don't want to change anything. I just want a pill, right? Those aren't going to be the people that stay with me because I'm going to be like, there's no personal responsibility in taking a pill. <laughs>
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: So that's not somebody I want in my team long term. So when they say no to me, I'm like, awesome, great. But they also know what I stand for. So when they are ready, they come back. And I've had people come back two, three years later and say, I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm ready now. And that's just also being consistent. And I know there's a lot of discussion about that right now, being consistent in your message, being consistent in what you're doing. Um, and and that is really, really key, is is just consistently sharing your story of help. Mm-hmm. And that's really what will keep attracting people to you.
0: You know, the, the four pillars that you... It's funny because I, I share four pillars too in my presentation. It's different than yours. But when you said earlier that you did four pillars, I was like, yeah, great minds think alike. Um do. Yeah, yeah. This is funny. Do your, um, do some of your teams share that? Have they duplicated that same message of lifestyle and empowerment using that or something similar to it? Because I think it's such a powerful way to share, and it's so genuine.
1: I do, and then that was kind of funny because you know it, when when Young Living started doing some differences in their education, you know they copied me. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But it's it's basic. <laughs> it's basic information that has been around for generations. You have to eat well, and you have to eat food. Like There's a lot of chemicals and Real crap food. that's masquerading as food on the you know, shelf. So you have to learn how to differentiate between the two and feed your body food. That's the nutritional component. You have to move. Our bodies are designed to move. They don't heal without movement. And our really, we're in this first generation where people are stuck in desks for eight hours a day or more. And we're not moving. And then we have computers that do everything. And we have robots. (laughs) So we don't have to physically move our bodies. That's super key. Young Living has a whole component for that. Then we have to have our environmental areas taken care of. And I tell everybody, your skin is your largest organ. Everything you put on your skin matters. Everything you wash your clothes with matters. Everything you clean your house with matters. So they have a whole environmental line. And then the emotions. I mean, emotions are key. And what people are fascinated to learn is how much of their emotions are falsely being triggered by their environment, by their nutrition, and by their structure. Mm. And when you start to take charge in those things, then your emotions start to portray what you want to portray. (laughs) So you begin to calm down. You begin to have less anxiety. You begin to have less depression. And there's research that supports all of that but yet who've we been taught to go ask is your medical provider and in Alabama I can't speak for other states but in Alabama the medical providers are actually dinged financially if they pull you off of drugs so do they have a financial oh, interest to discuss with you diet and exercise no they do not so there's where you've got to kind of look at a profession now that we've been taught to trust to help us with our healthcare that has a financial interest in keeping you sick. And that's, that's a, and my husband's in med school. So that's a huge discussion that's going on right now with healthcare dictated by pharmaceutical standards that are actually harmful to the patient. And so I'm curious to see where all of that goes, but, Ultimately, your health is your responsibility. And you have to remember that doctors are just nothing more than coaches. They're your employee. Listen to what they have to say. If it seems right, feels right, and it's working for you, keep with it. If it's not, then time to get a new coach. Time to get a new employee, right? Time to have some, some better intel coming in. Um, and I think we're seeing a lot
0: more of that.
1: Um, but it's just getting the courage to go, no, I think I'm going to take charge of my health myself and being okay with that.
0: Mm, you know, it seems like you're right, you know, for so many years the power got flipped, you know, and we we as a whole, a culture was like, you know, we listened to them as if they were dictating us, but you're totally correct. You know, they they <laughs> they're employed by us and without us um and it, it's a um they don't have much and over the years, I'm sure you have too, being in practice, you know, things are evolving and it's actually very exciting um, to see what's happening where it's not so weird, quote unquote, to uh, to be asking for healthier food or options that have certain things that are in them or not in them versus, you know, 20 years you'd ask and they'd be like, what? It's not gluten, it's pasta, you know?
1: <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I mean, I tell everybody I was gluten-free before people even knew what gluten was. You know, <laughs> yes. so I was trying to tell people in rural Alabama how to eat when, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I mean, like, we have it so much easier now. Um, and and it should be, and it should revolve. And I think, um, I think the more people are willing to say, this isn't right, this isn't working, what can I do to make it right, that um, we'll see that change. And for me, the big part of that is community, And that's where I do love social media because it has allowed our community to expand. So, I mean, there's going to be people on this call that resonate with what we've talked about that live 5,000 miles away from me um, that are now going to feel like they're not alone because we've had this call. And so that's, I think, the upside to to social media is is creating communities of like-mindedness where you can go get support when you just feel worn down from where you're living. Um, And then encouraging people to reach out because I think we're a quiet bunch and I think if we started speaking a little louder, um, we would see faster change.
0: You know, speaking of that, I want to visit this before we um, wrap up because the time goes so fast here. And do you want to share about and help people understand how to do this, because you've done this and it's been great for you and people you work with, how to do the love letters to your emotions?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll just, um, you know, we'll reference the anger one, since that's the one that I just have so intimately worked with. Um, and, and, you know, forgiveness and anger are two big ones, because there's a lot of lies and myths. Um, you know, especially... Mm. Regardless of the amount of trauma, because I mean trauma can be a little bit and it can be extreme, but there's a lot of you know lies of forgiveness. I can't forgive them because then it means it doesn't matter. Um, I can't forgive them because they haven't changed. I can't forgive them um, because I'm still hurting or I'm still angry there's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why we don't forgive people um, for their hurts and then ultimately we hold anger over that right um why did this happen to me why didn't it happen to somebody else um things of that nature why didn't it go my way <laughs> that one's <was> always <laughs> a fun one for me why me oh. why me why me um and so when you really start to realize you know what the big the big aha for me was there was anger that i was holding towards somebody who again completely justifiable for me to have this anger towards it you know it wasn't affecting their day-to-day life at all (laughs) like they didn't even
0: know have awareness
1: right they were not faced. no they knew I was angry but they're not faced by it it's not harming them in any way Um, but it was it was getting debilitating for me and so I realized that forgiveness has nothing to do with them Um, it has everything to do with me Um, is I could choose to let that go. And it's not that I let that go. It's I could choose to look at it in a different manner. Like the walk that I took and the hurt that I received, I was able to come out on the other side of it, and I was able to come out of it much healthier and actually much happier than I was before then. Now, I still do not wish that walk upon anybody. However, that said... I'm able to help families who are in that same walk, and I'm able to be a light for them when it's really dark.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I could have never never, ever have done that had I not walked because when until you've experienced certain levels of trauma, you don't have you don't have compassion because you have no idea what it's like to be in those shoes mm-hmm. until you are. And there's so few people that can make it out of that unscathed that when you actually meet somebody who you think possibly may have done that, you just cling to them because you want to be there too. And when I I was able to get myself to the point where I was healthy enough to look back and be thankful for that trauma and really truly harbor no resentment for that person they're still not allowed in my life. There's a difference. They're not allowed in my life, but I'm not angry mm-hmm. at them. Then I'm able to help others through that, and there's where powerful changes start to occur. And so I actually had to write a love letter to the person who did the abuse. And I it wasn't mailed to them. It was not sent, but it was five pages long. And... Um, I burned it after I ripped it up and I burned it because that also felt good. <laughs> but it was, it was thanking them for the lessons that I learned and for the person I became. Um, and in that, I also addressed the anger that I still harbored over it. And it was really, it wasn't overnight. It didn't happen. Like, it took me months to write this letter because I would get furiously angry and then go, okay, wait, there's still more healing. Why? because there's depths of anger there's you know it's 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 not just one thing um, but when I was able to write that last letter and really really truly be in a state of, of forgiveness and I know that's a weird word to use but it had nothing to do with them it was so freeing for me just to be done like I didn't have to hold this anger for them any longer and that's where I really saw a lot of things change just for me personally, not necessarily business or anything of that, but just on my ability to function throughout the day in a more joyous state. And um, I, and again, that's a hard one to explain until you've kind of been in those shoes. But learning to be thankful for every event that occurred to you because you see how it shaped you and made you better is an interesting process to take. Um, And if you've never done that, one of the easiest ways to start is write all the things down you're pissed off about. Just do it. Just get it on a piece Mm -hmm. of paper. Um, And sometimes you need more than one journal. But just get (laughs) get it all out. And then really just take a moment, and if you need to, you can put on some forgiveness, some inner child. Release is another great one. I mean, I love that feelings kit. Gratitude is a weird one and motivation, but I used a lot of gratitude and motivation because I wanted to be motivated to find a better solution. And I wanted to be grateful for my life instead of angry for my life. And then I just wrote, like, hey, okay, I moved sixteen times in you know, sixteen schools in twelve years. I don't get lost. I just don't. You can pick me up and put me in a city tomorrow that I've never been to and I will within five minutes orient myself and know how to get anywhere. You know, my husband loves traveling with me. He doesn't ever have to worry about us taking a wrong road because my instincts are fantastic. That would have never occurred in my life had I not moved. So it was that type of action. Okay, I'm really super, super frustrated over this. Okay, now stop. Who did I become because of that? And do I like that aspect of me? Yeah, actually, I really do. And so now there's the positive. So now I can look back and be grateful for those events in my life. And when I really started doing that activity and then reminding myself, like I put it on paper, and then you know life comes around, you're gonna trigger because that's cellular memory, and then you stop and you go, "Wait a minute." But I became this person, and I'm really super excited about this person, and I really like this person, so I'm going to take a deep breath in, I'm going to smell my release oil, I'm going to go ahead and thank that event, and I'm going to stick with the happiness. And, you know, that's taken a couple of years to do, but now it's just, like, I can talk about events in my life and laugh about them and be grateful for them as opposed to being upset over them.
0: Yeah, and angry and, and festering.
1: Oh, yeah, and so there's what I call the love letters to emotions, Right. And then you have to talk about where you want to be. And for for me, I didn't necessarily know what joy or happiness was because it was my life was work for a long time, work and anger, <laughs> angry that I'm not where I want to be, work so I can get there. Um, and that was a that's a, that's a trap too, right? Because then all of a sudden you're a workaholic and you've spent 20 years and you don't know anybody <laughs> or, or your family or anything else. And so being able to take a moment and being grateful for what you've accomplished and joyous for the choices you've made and just being able to relax in that is a pretty spectacular thing that I didn't really know that I could do. And I will have to say that's all been through the work that I've done with the oils and the emotional work that I've done that I would have never known to do had Young Living not been introduced to me. So... um, that's pretty phenomenal just in my own world let alone the opportunity to now go teach this you know to hundreds of people um, and allow them to experience that too is pretty darn great
0: <laughs> yeah it so. is and you know he you know our when our emotions are in alignment uh, with joy and happiness which you know sometimes the, i think that it's um sometimes difficult to see that when we're going through certain things in our life but when you can get into that perspective then everything um everything is better even when stuff comes up you know it's it's really profound and you know Gary Young was so intentional when he created all those blends and i love the blends more than the singles just because of the the power that of the synergy of all the singles in that blend to create a frequency, and oil that has an action. Well, I use far more blends, especially those feelings blends. Like you said, gratitude, grounding, joy, harmony. I mean, they're just like, you know, they're just beautiful. And, you know, talking about the feelings kit, like you said, and the um, motivation, you know, everybody was always like, oh, Roman chamomile, Roman chamomile, we need it back in stock. Get some motivation, you guys. It's in there. <laughs> it's like the main oil. Right, right. Um, it's just so beautiful. And it's a liver oil, which, anyways, I won't go there. But so just go down that oh. the hole, Right? We just start going into that mode. And it's a yep, liver yep. oil. It's perfect for seasonal time of year. Anyways, but, uh, oh, that's just great. Um, I love that. It's so powerful. I was taking notes even as you were talking about that because, you know, really getting deep and, and going there and then going to that, Flip side of saying, how did that change me into the person I am now in in a positive way? And look, you know that um, present time oil is so good for that. So you can reflect mm-hmm. into the back, into the past. Um, it's, this is really good. Like I said, I took a bunch of notes when you were talking so that I have it right Oh yet. yay! Yeah so oh, good. Learn, everybody's learning. Everybody's learning, including me. But, uh, is there. you know, we're wrapping up, believe it or not. Here goes poof, you know, an hour in this um, time, you know, with you tonight. Is there anything that you would like to leave everybody with before we adjourn? Any messages of, you know, insight that you've had that you think would, you know, be beneficial or any last things you'd like to say? You know, I... I
1: there's been a big realization, you know, your first 18 years, you really kind of belong to your parents, their rules, their, their advice, and that's good and bad. Um, and then, you know, most of us, not all of us, go off to college, so there's this period of academia where we still don't really have control or authority over our lives. And then some of us go straight into parenthood right after that, so now we're responsible for another human, um, and that takes priority over our lives. And I think for women especially, we don't tend to ever figure out who we are mm. separate from being a child, a daughter, separate from being a student, separate from being a wife, separate from being a mom, until you know we reach maybe our 40s or 50s, unless somebody has given us some really strong <laughs> talking to early on. And I think that's where... A lot of women will start to hold some resentment over missing things or anger over, you know, not doing what they dreamed about because they didn't ever really know to figure out who they were in the beginning. And the more you can learn about you, just what makes you tick, what makes you happy, um... And understand that everything's a season. Like there's a season to be a child. There's a season to be a student. There's a season to be a new wife. There's a season to be a mom, although that season seems to go forever. Um, (laughs) There's also a season to where it will just be you. And so what is it that you want to do? And I think, oddly, that's a really driving force to me to maintain my health always because my time just to be me is coming up in the next 10 years. I don't want to be debilitated at that point. I don't want to mm-hmm. be sick at that point, because that's like that's going to be truly my time. Um, there's some big, huge things that I have written down to accomplish during that season of my life. And so I think remembering that it's never too late to make the changes to become who you want to be, It's never too late to pick you, (laughs) even though it seems like you maybe can't, um, and learn what makes you happy. And then figuring out how to do that within the constraints of your family. And hopefully they're there to, you know, rah-rah you on. um, But just to go ahead and be okay doing that. And Mm -hmm. I think that takes a lot of courage um, for women. And I I love the fact that I can teach that. And my daughters, I have three daughters and a son, and you know obviously my son gets this information too. He's 10, so he doesn't, he doesn't get all of this information yet. But, um, and watching women learn how to figure out who they are at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and then being able to take that courage forward is, you know, I think, something pretty spectacular too. So just don't think it's too late, because it's not mm-hmm. ever
0: that's really powerful and it's true and we can start over starting at this moment or starting in a different path you know different direction and it's good wisdom they say that you're you're right on point you know they say they being the authorities of psychology or whatever say that is the true you know of the woman um to find herself and who she is and not you know Doing things in her life to please others to really you know come into herself is truly her greatest uh, gift and hurdle like both <laughs> right uh, mm-hmm. in life is finding herself that way and uh, yeah it's really it's really on point so wow thank you so much that is really really good and uh, let me go ahead and open up the lines so everybody can say good night to you. hang on everybody. You can't. There we Thank go. You so night, Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank, nice. you. Thank, you. Awesome Thank you. Thank you. so Thank very much. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you Thank good you. night, everybody. Good night. Thank you Thank you, you Jim. Good night, everybody.